0: Once upon a time, the Walt Disney Company was known for its family fare, whether we're talking about animated classics like Pinocchio or the rollicking live-action flicks of yesteryear. And I think of ones from the 60s and 70s like The Love Bug or Mary Poppins or, you know, Escape to Witch Mountain, that sort of thing. <laughs> These days, though, things are more complicated. And I think that's really apparent when we're talking about the company's streaming service, Disney+. Plus. Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host of The Plugged In Show, focus on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Thanks for joining us today. Well, when Disney Plus launched back in 2019, those responsible for it seemed to be keeping at least a little bit of an eye on the brand's past, on its legacy and reputation. They promised that they weren't going to stream R-rated or M-rated stuff. Well, now Disney has broken that promise. And today we're going to talk to someone who keeps a really close eye on these sorts of developments. Her name is Melissa Henson, and she has spent the last 24 years working at the Parents Television and Media Council. And in our second segment, we're going to talk about a family movie that's just started streaming on Pureflix. In fact, it's their first movie. It's called Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. And Emily Clark will tell us about that. And Paul Acey is here too. Just to add some color commentary to to the proceedings. So thanks for joining us today. And before we jump in, I would also encourage you to follow The Plugged In Show wherever you get your podcasts. So take a minute to leave a review for others who might be wondering what The Plugged In Show is all about. Well, today I'm joined by Melissa Henson of the Parents Television and Media Council. And we're going to talk about some new developments at Disney Plus that you're going to want to know about. Melissa, thanks for joining us on the Plugged In Show here today. We're so glad to have you.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on.
0: Well, before we jump into some of the news things that are happening with Disney+, Plus, I would love for you to take a minute or two just to tell our listeners and our viewers about what the Parents Television and Media Council is and what kind of resources families will find there.
1: Sure. Uh, parents Television Media Council is a nonprofit, nonpartisan media watchdog organization. We've been around for, gosh, um, like twenty-five years, at least a quarter of a century. Um, and what we try to do is educate and inform parents about media content, media dangers, so that they can make the best and most informed choices for their children, for their families, when it comes to screen time. Um, So what we try to do is we provide entertainment reviews, Uh, we provide original reports and studies uh, looking at things like the content rating systems and um, content analyses and uh, we also try to encourage parents to take action and get involved and so we also have a lot of resources for activism so that parents can make a positive impact on the media culture.
0: All right. Well, you have been with PTMC even longer than I've been at Plugged In, which for some people will be a very long time. 24 <laughs> years, is that right? I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, I'm coming up on 20 at Plugged In, so you got me by a couple of years. <laughs> what kinds of things have you noticed over that span with regard to how the entertainment culture and landscape is changing? I know that's a huge question, but um, just looking back over the work that you've done and where we're at today, what really stands out to you, Melissa?
1: (laughs) Well, it's a funny thing because when I first started out, um, the TV show friends was still airing original Hmm. episodes. (laughs) And at that time it was considered pretty racy. And I find it funny that now, you know, occasionally if I'm flipping through the channels, you'll see it on Nick at night and it's only rated TV PG, which is shocking to me because it used to be considered so racy, but, by today's standards, I guess it's just a PG show.
0: Yeah. So it's, would you say there's sort of a frog in the kettle sort of thing happening <laughs> where we get desensitized?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's um, only going to get worse with the advent uh, or the the increased popularity of streaming content, because I think what a lot of parents are not aware of, but certainly need to be aware of, is that there's no regulatory authority that governs these streaming services. Yeah, um, you know the FCC has regulatory authority over the broadcast networks. They don't really have regulatory authority over um, basic cable, advertiser-supported cable, but you have the advertisers there to sort of hold the networks back and rein them in a bit. On the streaming platforms, you know, especially with services like Netflix, they don't rely on advertiser support. And so there's really nobody holding them in check. And so it's sort of like anything goes. And uh, you'll find content on Netflix that would have been unimaginable, even on a premium cable service like Starz or HBO or Cinemax not that long ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it sort of feels like a race to the bottom, really, in terms of, you know, even a show like Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime, a show you wouldn't think would have to have a bunch of explicit sexual content, but it almost feels like with those premium services, they toss it in because they feel like they have to, would you say that that's kind of where we're at these days?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think a really, um, striking example is, um, there was a a broadcast TV show a few years back called designated survivor, which Mm -hmm. you may remember.
0: Yeah. With Um, Keetra Sutherland. Right.
1: Right. Right. So, you know, the, the premise is, um, I think there was a bomb or something that went off during the State of the Union, and he was the cabinet member who was the designated survivor. The whole rest of the government is wiped out, and he has to sort of (laughs) take over as president and rebuild the cabinet, and rebuild uh, everything else. Um, So when it was on broadcast TV, there was a lot of action sequences, a lot of violence, but it was a relatively clean show. And the broadcast network that was carrying it, I don't remember, maybe it was ABC, eventually dropped it and it got picked up by Netflix and Netflix continued the series. And all of a sudden it became a TVMA rated show with sexual content and F words and all the rest.
0: Yeah. So somebody who wasn't paying attention could wander into that and have an unpleasant surprise. Absolutely. um, Yeah. Pretty easily. And, and I think this is a good segue into our conversation about Disney plus because I think Disney plus was predicated on a promise, right? When it started in 2019, it was supposed to be Disney, right? I mean, the Disney that when we think of Disney, you're like, you know, Disney cartoons and animated stuff. And yeah, we would have Star Wars and Marvel stuff, but it was very Disney branded. And they said um, they weren't going to do R-rated movies. But tell us about kind of where we're at now with with that. I'm, I'm stealing your thunder a little bit here.
1: <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. I mean, they've completely gone back on that promise. and <laughs> It's only been what, three, four years since yeah. they made that promise, and already they're going back on it um, by introducing, well, they, they, they've they added the Marvel um, universe to their catalog. Right. And so that includes properties like Deadpool and Logan, and now those, even though there's a lot of bad language, a lot of uh, sort of sexual innuendo and so forth, they are putting those on the Disney
0: Plus platform. Why do you think they're doing that? Like, it seems like they could come up with enough content that they wouldn't have to put stuff that's that explicit on their platform. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, well, one justification that I had heard, (laughs) um, which is not persuasive to me, but one justification I'd heard was, well, they want all the Marvel Universe properties in one place. They don't want to have some of the Marvel properties on Disney Plus and the more adult-rated stuff on Hulu, which Disney is the majority owner of. But that's sort of weak sauce, I think. That's a really flimsy argument. Yeah. Um, it's not difficult and probably not at all uncommon for people searching for a particular title to go on to Google or their favorite search engine to fr- figure out which streaming services c- c- currently showing it. Because, you know, the, a lot of these properties uh, sort of switch hands very frequently. Yep. You know, um, people do that sort of thing all the
0: time. Yeah. Well, and and I cynically look at, at this decision from Disney and I think, all right, we just had another big drop at the San Diego Comic-Con on all the new Marvel stuff that's coming for the next three or four years. And it seems pretty obvious that the X-Men and the Mutants are coming to the Marvel Universe because they were owned by 20th Century Fox. And if you're not like a geek and really deep in the weeds, you probably don't even know who owns which properties. But since Disney bought them out, now they can bring them into the whole Marvel story. And I'm like, well, of course they're going to throw Deadpool and Logan up because they're going to have new movies coming out. And, yeah. and I think ultimately Disney is interested in serving Disney's bottom line. And it feels like keeping sort of moral promises to, you know, their subscribers doesn't seem very high on their priority list.
1: No, but I, I mean, if you I mean, think about it, if their goal is to serve the bottom line, yeah, um, I think there are probably a lot of families that were attracted to Disney Plus off the bat because they said, finally, now here's a streaming service where I don't have to be constantly on my guard. I don't have to be constantly worried about what my kids might accidentally stumble across. And now, you know, now they're not any different from any of the other streaming platforms out there. Why do I need to keep Disney Plus at this point? Yeah. And then on the other hand, you have the folks who, you know, maybe don't object to the more mature content who would have been happy to pay a little extra to also add Hulu to their streaming subscription um, (laughs) collection, you know, in order to access those titles on Hulu Plus. So they missed the opportunity to get more subscribers on the Hulu platform while simultaneously driving away some families from their Disney Plus platform.
0: So it doesn't even really make sense in terms of a bottom line argument. I mean, they're alienating their core constituency. It seems like that's kind of what you're saying, Melissa.
1: Yeah, uh, that's what I think.
0: Yeah. Well, any final thoughts on Disney and Disney Plus today and parents who are trying to navigate this crazy culture that we're in, Melissa?
1: Well, I would just remind remind your viewers that there are other... um, reliably family-friendly alternatives out there um you know we've been working pretty closely in recent years with the uh, up, up faith and family is a great alternative um the dub channel has its own streaming services um angel studios is uh, about to launch and they're going to have the wing feather saga which i know my son is really looking forward <laughs> to so there are still some family-friendly options out there and some alternatives to disney plus
0: all right. Well, Melissa, thanks for taking time to talk to our Plugged In Show audience today. We really appreciate having you on.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Well, I don't know about you, but it feels disappointing to me that Disney keeps stubbing its toe in significant ways when it comes to delivering family-friendly content. And there are a lot of us that used to trust Disney. It was synonymous with the kind of fare that we you know, thought, I don't have to think too much of that. But nowadays we do have to think about it. Well, thankfully, we're seeing some new streaming options emerge to fill the void for families who've decided to pull the plug on services like Disney Plus or Netflix or Amazon Prime Video. One of those new services is PureFlix, which is now creating original streaming content of its own. And one of the platform's first films is called Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. Emily, you reviewed this film for Plugged In, so let's dive in and learn a little bit more about it. So, what is the overarching story here?
2: Well, um, the themes of this movie are based on the book by Dr. Meg Meeker, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters.
0: I knew it sounded familiar.
2: Yes. Um, we've had her on the broadcast here at Focus on the Family. Um and yeah, so they used her book to kind of formulate the themes for the movie, But it's, um, and her book makes an appearance in the movie. Um, but basically, it's about a dad who, he's a workaholic, he just, and you know, he does it for the, all the right reasons. He's trying he's to build... He's a good
0: workaholic. He,
2: it, well, because he's really <laughs> trying to build something for his family that can be passed on. Uh, Like, his whole purpose has been that he's been raising his daughter up, his eldest daughter, he is three, but he's been raising... His eldest daughter up to kind of join him at his marketing firm. So he paid for like a really expensive MBA for her, you know, made sure she got into all the right schools so that she could have this career and come alongside him. So he did it for the right reasons, I think. But somewhere along the way, he kind of forgot about the relationships that he was supposed to be building with all of his daughters and kind of started becoming disconnected from them. And so this movie is just about how his eldest his daughter. She comes back from a missions trip after she finishes her MBA and uh, she is engaged to a guy that she met on the missions trip and you know she's only known him for I think six months is what they say in the movie and she's like yep we're getting married. And, and I'm
0: sure dad's thrilled about that. It's,
2: it's very father of the bride.
0: <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> um, For for a good portion of the movie I was just like man this is just father of the bride but for Christians. <laughs> okay, Well that's um, not a
0: bad comparison because yeah. that's a a a pretty good movie was it an enjoyable movie did you like it
2: it was it was just so sweet it was just I think that families will go to it and like There's no big preachy moments, so you know that I was going to ask about that. Yeah, that Christian trope of like, oh, I don't want to go see a Christian movie because it's going to have that cheesy, preachy moment. There aren't any, in my opinion. There were not any really cheesy moments. Everything that happens is more organic, and you see this beautiful father-daughter relationship. And he really he starts to read uh, Doctor Meeker's book within the movie, and he kind of learns how to fix some of the mistakes that he makes with his daughters. One of them being that he kind of tries to take over his daughter's wedding. She wants, I bet she she
0: loves that. Well,
2: uh, so her fiance. It's not his day, it's her day. (laughs) Exactly. Well, so the thing is that her fiance, Oz, his parents are missionaries. They work at an orphanage. So he's a very. You know, quiet, humble, reserved person, and her dad, and she's cool with that. She's like, "Yeah, let's have a quiet, personal wedding." And her dad's like, "No, let's have the big blowout with five hundred guests." And and mm. it just kind of so it's, in a way, it's the opposite of father of the bride okay. <laughs> in terms of in terms of the money spending. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that uh, basically what happens is he learns that. This isn't what she wants, and he's taking things too far. And the whole purpose of him taking things too far was to prove to her, no, you don't want to... Leave behind this life I've built for you and go start an orphanage in Kenya with your new husband. You want to stay here and work with me and not get married. And... It's sort of one of
0: those God loves you and people have a wonderful plan for your life sort of things.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, and so that's kind of the theme of the movie. It's just him figuring out how to connect with his daughters and be a good example and be their parent when they need him to be, but also connect with them on a level that they can understand. Stand.
0: Okay. Well, it sounds like it has connected with you, but it seems like it's obviously a movie that has fathers in mind as an audience. I'm curious how you think the movie will connect with dads. Do you think it's gonna work for them? Is it gonna be I think too it will. sweet? I- Is it-
2: too much. Maybe for maybe for some of the gruffer dads out there, it might be a little too sappy. But I think that most dads, especially if they do have daughters, they're going to watch it, and they're at least you'll find something to pull out of it. And I think even moms, like you know, you go through and you watch this movie. It's not like you are going to sit there and be like, oh well, this is another one for the dads. No, there is you see the relationship that the mom has with her daughters as well. You see the relationship she has with her husband. Um, you know, one of the things I like about this movie, you don't have the doofus dad trope That's in it good. which is nice like this is clearly a now there are silly moments where you know he falls off a ladder because he's trying to show up um his new future son-in-law but you know beyond those it silly... does sound like
0: father of the bride <laughs>
2: exactly <laughs> it's beyond those silly moments like he's a competent person he is not the reasons his daughters disrespect him comes more from the not having a relationship than from him lacking in intelligence of any sort. And his wife is very when they have conversations about their kids she doesn't nag him, she doesn't tell him what to do. She encourages him, she builds him up and they they really approach it in a what I thought was a very healthy and refreshing uh, point of view that you don't see in a lot of movies. Yeah,
3: okay. Even just listening to you talk about it, honestly, as a, as a father of a grown daughter myself. Mm-hmm. And
0: you're pretty strong and your daughter's pretty strong. My daughter's so pretty strong. But seems <laughs> like it could you, be a you, movie for you.
3: It totally could be, you know, because I think two things that you hit on in just your overview is just the idea of, number one, building the relationship with your daughters, which yes. is an incredibly important relationship to build, right? And the other is actually letting go. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a really interesting dynamic There's where you're There's kind of trying a paradox to. There. there is a paradox, but I think that there, and I think speaking for me as a dad, it can be hard to let go of your little girl when she grows up, when she's making her own decisions, when yep. she wants to live her own life. Uh, so I I think that what I hear from you in terms of this movie it sounds like it could have some really interesting messages for fathers.
2: Yeah, uh, I absolutely agree with what everything you just said.
0: So this one's on Pure Flix but I still have to ask the uh, the standard plugged in question. Are there any content concerns that people need to be aware of really here?
2: Honestly, not really, no. I mean, there's no swearing of any sort, not even abuses of God's name. Which and there's was... a
0: younger daughter who's a little bit on the wild side, there right? There is a,
2: yes, he has a teenage daughter who's in high school. She's kind of, you know, she's got, you know, the fake Instagram account and she's dating a guy who's in college <laughs> and her parents, neither one of her parents is okay with this relationship she has with this guy. She sneaks out of and goes to a party at his house and and there's drinking and... But but what winds up happening is her dad shows up, once he realizes where she is, he shows up at the party and he gets her out of there. And, you know, she, of course, you know, throws her teenage fit, but it's very serious because if her dad hadn't shown up and, in a way, rescued her from that party, she probably would have done stuff that she would have regretted for the rest oh, yeah. of her life. And it addresses that. It's And, you know, one of the other moms, Oz's mom, the, the older sister's fiancé's mother, says there are... She said, I remember a time where I wish my father had done what you just did, you know? And so it's very, they take it very seriously. It's not just the, oh, my dad's the worst. It's like, no, you did the right thing. You were a parent, Hmm. you know?
0: Very good. Well, thanks for telling us about this. And again, uh, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters is streaming on Pure Flix and And Emily, you actually talked to some of these folks, too, if we wanted to go a little bit deeper.
2: I got to do an interview with uh, Bart Johnson and Robin Lively, who play uh, the main husband and wife. In the movie, but they are also husband and wife in real life. Um, Got to do a nice little interview with them. And we just talked about parenting and, you know, what it's like raising daughters and how important it is to be present in your kids' lives. Uh, And yeah, you can find that video on our YouTube channel or you can find it on our blog. Yeah, and we'll
0: have a link in our episode notes for today's show as well where you can find it. Yep. And it sounds like
3: Robin Lively should be a lively interview.
0: I'm gonna
3: ignore that terrible Dad joke.
0: joke. Dad <laughs> joke. Well, now it's time for a part of our show we like to call Pop Culture Connection. Each week, Ashley, our producer, hey, Ashley. Hey, Adam. <laughs> she brings questions related to popular culture that give us an opportunity to, how do the kids put it? Oh, we can flex. That's what it is. Is that what you
3: say?
2: I'm not sure that's all right. All right. All right.
0: (laughs) Whatever. It's flexing. All right. I have kids. I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So the point of this little exercise, other than helping some of us feel good about ourselves and others of us perhaps feel less good about ourselves, (laughs) is to provide as many answers to the questions that Ashley asks as possible in 30 seconds. And it's always fun. And Paul pretends to not like it, but I know that deep in his heart, this is his high point of you the know, week.
3: I just don't like the way that Ashley miscounts my points. Oh. Oh. You know? I've given you bonus points before. It's yeah.
0: true, not enough though.
3: Oh, I need my bonus goodness. bonus points. All right.
0: Vote early and vote often for Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley. All right. Emily, let's have you go first. Let's do it. All right.
2: Your question is, do you prefer happily ever after stories or tragic endings and why? I prefer happily ever after stories. One, because they they make you feel good. You know, you don't have to worry about what the ending is going to be. You know you're going to leave the movie feeling satisfied. Two, it's just... There's something that, you know, brings tears, to happy tears to my eyes about seeing <laughs> something work out because we get enough tragedy in our real life. And I think that's reason number three. We have enough tragedy in real life. Four, I think that, you know, sometimes it's just nice to... Disconnect and I don't know. I'm sorry. I was kind of that's full. okay. You know what? Three and a half. I've been you started that other point. we're going On with half
0: points now. Yes. Three and a half.
3: <laughs> Three and a half.
0: Paul's Fratina. like, so you're saying there's a chance? There's a
3: chance.
2: <laughs> all right, Paul. I, I talk slowly today, so you should be able to. All right. Well, I think I know the answer for this one, Paul, but your question is who do you think is the best superhero of all time and why?
3: This feels too easy, Batman, of course, because I wrote a book about him, because he has a utility belt, because he doesn't have any superpowers. He just goes out and does his thing. He's the product of really hard work. He's also rich. He has a super cool car. He has a super cool motorcycle. He has a super cool plane. He has a super cool helicopter. He has been in so many different versions, even of himself. He's the campy 1960s Batman...
0: How many wow. was that? Was that like an all time? I all-time...
3: counted 12.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Get an even dozen. You know what? You almost
0: did as good as Jonathan did like two weeks ago.
2: Right.
3: Oh, uh, if only Jonathan were here. No,
2: uh, yeah, well. but if he was here you couldn't win. Right. right? <laughs> Maybe. This if he is your talking week, about Paul. sharks also, or Spider Man was web- just- I'm just going to say this. I feel like he has been asked that exact question, and here's the reason why. No, utility I just Utility belt every... just sounds so familiar. No, 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 Maybe no, it no.
3: Here's, here's the we deal. Everybody else gets to answer and then I chime in and I say, no, the answer is Batman. Yes. <laughs>
1: Batman. Always, always Batman. always bring up the utility belt,
3: though. The utility belt. <laughs> All right,
0: Adam. I All right. I can only hope that my... Do you want me to go through the twins? I mean, the, the only easier tools. question for Please me don't. to ask would be, why is Star Wars the best movie of all time?
3: Well...
2: I mean,
0: that was basically what you just asked Paul. <laughs> Close,
2: but not really. <laughs> yeah. What technology
3: innovation made the most impact in your life, and why?
0: Ooh. Oh, wow. Well, it's a lame answer, but it's got to be the smartphone. I mean, before I had to rely on my encyclopedic knowledge of all things movie-related, but now... I can just use IMDb, right? Or Box Office Mojo. Or I can say, you know, I was just on Box Office Mojo last week and it seems like, you know, Titanic was number three on that list. But, you know, just being able to check, just being able to check my work makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Very
2: nice. Yeah. I
0: I counted one.
2: (laughs) I counted two. All right. But, Paul, you're still the
0: winner. You know,
3: I'm honestly surprised that. I
2: wasn't in last place. (laughs) Um,
0: I like to make it safe for other people to feel good about themselves. What can I say?
3: I
2: appreciate it. That's why
0: I'm here. (laughs) Well, thanks again for spending some time with us at the Plugged In Show today. If you have enjoyed our conversation, please tell your friends. Word of mouth is really the best way to get the word out there about our show. You can also leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would also love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on Disney and or Disney Plus these days? Have you pulled the plug? Tell us your story. And you can do that by connecting with us on Facebook or Instagram or send us an email at team at thepluggedinshow.com. And as a thank you for being a part of the Plugged In Show family today, for a gift of any amount, we would love to send you a copy of the book that was the genesis of the movie that we talked about. And that is Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters by Dr. Meg Meeker. And you can find a link to order that book in the episode notes for today's show. Well, thanks again for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. We love having a chance to invite you into... The crazy little corner of our world we call Plugged In. We love talking about pop culture and technology, and we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Good parents aren't perfect, and that's okay. But there are ways you can grow every day. Focus on the family's seven traits of effective parenting assessment gives parents an honest look at their unique strengths, plus some areas they could use a little help. Every mom and dad can help raise the next generation of healthy, mature, and responsible children. And this assessment will help get you started. Take the assessment at focusonthefamily.com slash seven traits. That's focusonthefamily.com slash seven traits.